Welcome to the Gula Cast, brought to you by Yeshiva's Gula Show. On the Gula Cast, we'll be going in depth to discuss and discover the Gula, the Mashiach, Super Chill, and so much more. Now, here's your host, Shmuel Herenstein. Start by analyzing this Gemara in Sanhedrin. This Gemara in Sanhedrin is a very—it's it's in a special place. It's in, called Perik Achelek. It's um, it's like it talks good. about everyone has a portion in the world to come, or it actually says uh, it actually says Kol Yisrael, which is a good question, you know. But it says in the future that everyone has shame Israel put on them. Ah, uh, yeah. That's a, it so that we don't want to, We don't know what that means, but I, I think you're right. It's the whole world. Yeah, like, but we'll get. You'll have to go through the sugyas, you know. Yeah, right now it's just that's just the introduction to the sugya. I wasn't even thinking about saying that. Just that's what parak we're in. So this parak, this chapter talks about the worlds to come. Right? It talks about the days of Messiah, Yemosa Mashiach. It talks about Olam Haba, which is the world to come. And we'll see that not everyone agrees that these that all these things are uh, are the same. There's actually a big machlokas. What is what are the definitions of these of these times? This is like like what what are the what are the the limitations? What 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 are these times that we're going for? What what can we expect, etc. So without further ado, Amar Rabbi Bar Abba, Amar Rabbi Yochanan. So Rabbi Chiyabar Abba says in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. Um, so he says, Kol HaNevim Kulan, all of the prophets, Lo Nabu El Alimos HaMashiach. They were talking about the time in the days of Messiah, Aval Olam Haba, but in the world to come, Ayin Lo Ra'asa Elohim Zulasecha, which is the Pasuk in Yishayahu. It says that the eye is never seen in the world to come. The world to come is something completely not seen, not known. We have no way to conceive of it. Our minds are not built for the for the understanding of the world to come. Yeah, what's up, Eric? I'm sorry, maybe my question is too premature, but we, you'll talk about it after. But it seems like we're dealing with two different things that most people think are one reality, right? Yeah. Like, okay, sorry. Clearly bifurcating here, right? Whereas clearly saying that there's a difference. Like he says, well, first he says, right? He says, "Ain bein imos olam hazat limos amashiach," except for Shibud Malchus. Wait, hold on, sorry. He says the Navim were talking about imos amashiach, but olam haba is like something unfathomable. It says upliga de Shmuel. And he's arguing with Shmuel, the Amar Shmuel. Shmuel says, Saying the only difference between this world and the days of Messiah is, and he calls it Shibun Malchios. So, um, how would Shibun Malchios means subject, subjective, like, like well, first of all, it, it's not one thing. It's not like, oh, just this, because that one thing has billions of ramifications and affects our life. So you could literally translate it as like the yoke of the nations of like foreign rulers on our shoulders will not be there anymore. And then what's the byproducts of not having that on our shoulders anymore will be part of that era. But the main difference will have been that, right? Right. Hossam, what do you think? 
I hear hear you say here. Thank you, brother. Like, like the only difference is the Shibud Malchus. But what is what does it mean that there will be no there will be no kingship, no like no government oppression, maybe? Is it just oppression? It says Shiabud, which is like a Shiabud, which is like a subject the government won't oppress subject. Your, our brother over here said just oppression, but maybe oppression's everything that's been holding us back. Like maybe that's the number one thing that has stopped humanity from flourishing is people who rise to power and then somehow consolidate a good a goodness for themselves without worrying how to share it. So now we're being oppressed because there's someone who has access to level us up to bring us into goodness, and they're withholding it from us. What realm are we talking about? Is it physical, spiritual, oh, mental? Great uh-huh. question. What is what 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 is the what is the realm like? Is this the same world? So according to Shmuel, it seems that the only difference is that there will not be any any governmental oppression, right? According to according to Rav Yochanan, by the way, they were contemporaries. Rav Yochanan was in Israel and Shmuel was in Babylon, and like they would have guys running back and forth, like, "Yo, did you hear what Rav Yochanan said <laughs> in Israel? You were the same over there." He's like, what? Um, <laughs> I wonder if they had like pigeon messengers. They had what? Pigeon messengers. Like no, 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 no. It was, it, was two, it was two Amorayim. No, um, but Rav I'm saying communication between Babylon and... I mean communication between Babylon and Israel. I wonder if they were like sending bird messages back and forth. Maybe, but when you're dealing with like Torah, they weren't risking it sending it on a bird. They gave right. like, yo, Ravdimi, Ravdimi, go, go, go run over there. He's like, I'm on it. Maybe he didn't have to sleep in a sukkah because he was also a mitzvah, patram and a mitzvah. Ah, good word. Um, so anyways, what is this time? What are these things? We're going to see a few different opinions in the Rishonim. I talk about this. In my sheet, I brought like a bunch of different Gemaras that talked about Olam Haba. Maybe we'll sell them too. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll bring them over. Right now, I like the source. The sources, listen, I love Savaria, but and I got insider information that they're working on, like upgrading their thing to make their to make the source sheets and everything much more user friendly. And so, hopefully, that will come soon. But for now, um, in the source sheet, you have to like, go down a little bit. And um, I brought a Rambam on Maimonides in Hilchos Tshuva, where he talks about Olam Haba and Yimosa Mashiach. So, for the first guy that we're going to talk about is Maimonides. Um, the his name is, is called the Rambam in, in Hebrew called Nesher HaGadol, the great the great uh, eagle, you know. In Arabic, they called him Musa bin Mimon or something. Maimun. Mimun. Yeah, Musa bin Maimun. Musa bin Mimun, it's coming up over here, and um, so he is going to say he's going to say first he's going to because one more question that I have in the Gemara before we get to Musa is is the Gemara seems to say that, okay, so Rabbi Yochanan talks about both. He talks about Yemos HaMashiach, which are the days of Messiah, right? And he talks about Olam Haba, which is the days to come, right? The world to come, right? But Shmuel says, no, 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 no. The difference between this world and the next world and, and the days of Messiah are only if there's, if, if are only the oppression of the government. And so what does Shmuel think happens in Olam in Olam Haba? That's question number one. Question number two is what does Shmuel or, or what does 
either of them think Kol Anavim, all of the all of the prophets didn't talk when they were talking. They were only talking about. So, Yochanan says Yimosa Mashiach. What does he mean by that? What's going to happen that the, that, that that they spoke about Yimosa Mashiach? And what does Shmuel hold to Olam Haba is? So these are two these are two questions that we have. So they meant it as physical oppression. I'm guessing. According to Shmuel, that's for sure because he says the only thing that's different is the is the Shibud Malchios. Okay. Well, a physical oppression could lead to a spiritual oppression pretty quickly. Isn't it, isn't it a prerequisite to physical oppression? Is it a spiritual oppression? Which one's the prerequisite? Like, uh, uh, you know uh, let's, let's say, for example, there was a certain ritual that we did, and through that ritual, we would get to a spiritual level. Now let's say there's like a government or a king who says, I forbid this ritual from happening. So now it's like, oh, I have to stay home. I can't do my ritual. So now I can't access that spiritual domain. I, so I totally hear what, what I hear what Rabbi Harry is saying. Um, but I also hear what Hosam is saying in the sense that, no, like, why does someone oppress someone else physically? It's because he thinks that's what he needs to do in order to, in order to be chilling. In days to come, they're gonna be everyone's gonna be everyone's gonna be good. Not, no one's gonna need anything. No one's gonna need to oppress another person in order to make himself feel good. And so, right? And so, like it's like a spiritual revolution will cause the the physical revolution, which is exactly what we saw by Yitzias Mitzrayim by leaving Egypt. Right? That first there was we got out of the suffering of Egypt, and then we ended the slavery. Right? Um, so yeah. fine. So we're gonna see. We're gonna see what is. We're gonna see what is. Uh, we're gonna first see Maimonides and see because we're gonna see some interesting things. If you see on one of the sources that I bring in Hilchos uh, Tshuva Chet Zayin, but I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna just go on a source that I couldn't bring because it's so complicated. Hilchos Tshuva Ches He says that Haolam Has Aba Embo Guf There's no physicality. So according to the Rambam, what he's saying now is that the world to come, there's no physicality, only souls. Souls of the righteous. Without a, bo- without a body, he says, wow. He says, Kim So he says, in the world to come, we will be like angels. Right? And he actually, he actually brings a raya. He brings a proof to this, that we're not going to have bodies. Because he brings up proof. There's a Gemara that he brings in Brachos Yud Zion. I think I bring it somewhere down here. Like you got you to gotta scriggity scroll. Brachos Nun Zion. It says, Loka Olam Haza Olam Haba. This world is not like the next world. It's an Olam Haba in the world to come. There's no eating and no drinking and no sex and no Masav and Matan. There's no like back and forth, no, no, no business. No kina, no sinna, no tachras, no jealousy, no hatred, no competition. Elat tzadikim yoshvin, tzadikim are sitting, v'atroseim biroshein, and their 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 uh, crowns are on their head. V'nenimizim ashchina, and they enjoy the they enjoy kan, right? They enjoy some some spiritual rays or something, right? Rays, rays like ziv hashchina, like, like some type of 
like like energy that's pouring from one source to another that we're yeah, some sort of spiritual thing that the Rabbam said you don't even know what that is even going to look like in Olam Haba right and so that's why that's what the Rabbam learns about Olam Haba he says um, he says um, that we skip right so that was your bet and then he says in in Zion which I actually brought in this, in two seven in this uh, parak he says. Vikama, this is a very funny thing to read because he says Vikama, Kama David. How much like Kama? Kizeh Kama Nichsof Nichsafti. How much did I? Did people want this Avid David the Chayla? He wanted it so much, and so he says, right? How much did he want it? How much did King David want it? All of the Chacham Rishonim. But they say the Olam Haba. We have no way to to grasp it. Um, only God, and He says that there's no there's no body, there's no corporality. He says, "Ela devarim shabaguf shenani ben Yisrael liyamos hamashiach." He says, "In the time of the Yamos hamashiach, in the days of Messiah, the Rabbim says that the memshala, the government, will go back to the Jewish people." Which is not necessarily how I understood the Gemara. When I saw that there's not going to be Shibur Malchios, I didn't think, oh, the Jews are going to control the world. The Jews are going to be, I saw that the government, world government, is not going to be oppressive. They're not going to tell us this substance you can take, this substance you can't not take. Right? They're not going to, they're not going to try to control us like might be happening now. Like, I don't know. We're still got to, the jury's still out for what's going to happen. But, um, I mean, there's been a lot of studies just even on, like, you know, mind control programming just in TV episodes that we watched as kids, you know, where there was an agenda they wanted to train us to be a certain way so they would embed information into the content we would consume to make us a certain way. And that's like already studies been done on that. There's documentaries about it. So we already are, you and I and everyone in this chat are the result of someone's agenda because of, we watched like Disney movies as a kid, you know? Right. As simple as that. That was just a small example of... Right, no, of, I hear you. That we're like, it. there's definitely pop culture. Pop culture definitely influences us a lot. And I believe that that's how Trump won the, uh, won the presidency because he understood. That's why Trump always talks about ratings because ratings say, how many people have I influenced? Right? And that's why he's always talking about ratings. He's always, right? Because he knew that he was going to be able to, uh, to you know, that, so, but yeah, definitely, and that's also Shibun Malchus, maybe, right? That's also, like, the, they're, like, controlling us, but there, it's not, like, really control, because they're saying, look, this is their art. They just have the ability to share art on a global scale, but hopefully we'll all be able to do that also very soon. Um, and, so we see that the Rambam holds, and I actually drew a little bit of a, a little bit of a, I don't know if anyone could read that, but I drew a little bit of a diagram. Um, we'll, figure, we'll figure it out. We're still like just getting started figuring out how to do this, figure out how to make a diagram, put it up on the screen, you know? But so the Rambam says that there's all of Abba, and there's also Mashiach, the days of Messiah, where all the Nevi'im were talking about it. So, so who's the Rambam holding like, by the way? Then you have Olam Haba, which is, the Rabbah says Olam HaNeshamos, right? Not like Shmuel, right? 
Not like Shmuel, exactly like Rabbi Yochanan. He says, Beferish like Rabbi Yochanan. Right? Beferish, Beferish. Hosam, you know what Beferish means? No, what's Beferish? Beferish, like explicitly. The Rabbim explicitly brings down the words of Rabbi Yochanan here. Right? Now we take a look. Now we take a look at 9-2. Same book of... Same book, same sub-book, same sub-sub-section of the sub-book, just different chapter. One chapter over, right? That, the thing we just saw was 8-7, and now we're seeing 9-2. And in 9-2, it talks about how much they, everyone wanted Yemosa Mashiach. That the government, they won't, right? The government, uh, the, the, it's, it's talk about the nations. This was written in the middle of, like, the... 2,000 year diaspora, Gullahs, Exodus, you know, uh, and so what they, what the Rabbah was talking about was just like, yo, like these, these non-Jews are just not letting us study. And he's like, that's, that's, that's the only thing that's the difference. And like, nowadays we can do that. We see that we keep, like, you can study, you can learn. And still, like, I don't know, is this, are we right now in the days of Messiah? That's another question. But the Rambam seemed to hold that it was just that they, they couldn't learn. They couldn't do Torah Mizzles because like, they couldn't be getting killed. So that's why they wanted, you know, some Mashiach. That's why they wanted days of Messiah. Is right? it just a one-time happenstance, like uh, one Messiah, one future days? Or is it cyclical, like kind of in the Matrix? Like, you know, there are many Neos. And these, you know what I'm saying? It's a very good question. We know that... Um, one of the greatest Jewish rabbis of all times, Rabbi Akiva, he believed that his friend Bar Kochva was Mashiach ben David, the son of David, and he believed that he himself was Mashiach ben Yosef. So there is a there is a, a strand of thought amongst the Eden, the Jews, that there are actually two messiahs, and they're they're coming to like handle different like aspects of life and so so um they just they come back and we believe that they come back every generation like there are people who could do it you know yeah please so uh my also my understanding is that there's a certain quality like uh certain accomplishments that somebody would have to accomplish for them to actually be considered like they were the Messiah, you know, they have to like establish certain, uh, like Considered by whom? I remember it was established the Sanhedrin to like, you know, unite Israel. And you got a Raya? Do I have a, I don't have a Makor, so I, I really right. shouldn't say it. It's interesting. But it's something that I remember hearing. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people have like things that they remember hearing. Now, I'll say that Rav Cook, who was the, first, the biggest Zionist rabbi of all times, he, he came over of Cook. He's like, and he came over to Israel in like the 1920s. And um, of Cook, what you, um, you probably never heard of Rav Cook, but you probably have heard of maybe you heard of Herzl. Mm. Rav Cook wrote a, wrote um, a like a Torah, say like a drasha, saying that Herzl was Mashiach ben Yosef. Based you know? on the quality that your friend just said. Huh? As in, you know, based on the qualities? No, but that, that's actually a big question of what my friend just said. Because my friend is saying that he needs to, to like set up Sanhedrin and do all this stuff. That actually, it, 
um, my friend's talking about maybe it's Mashiach ben David, because the Rabbah does talk about that kind of stuff. But Mashiach ben Yosef, Rav Kook says, and Rav Shem ben Yosef, and like Herzl wasn't even religious at all. I think we, we teach that there's three things that we Mashiach has to do before he could be legally declared a Mashiach, was to build the Holy Temple, to unite uh, the tribes of Israel, and to bring world peace. Those are the three things. Until one man does those three things, we can't declare him Messiah. Okay. Messiah? Uh, I, I thought that was Rambam, but uh, I'll look that up. Yeah, so we're bringing it's things into... Uh, it's based off of texts in the prophecies. Oh, well, I got to see it. We got to see it. Like, everything that we say in Shir, it's got to be mukhrach. It's got to be based on text. But it, it happens to be that there might be a... There might be a uh, a Rambam that says that, and the Rambam, if, you're talking, if there's a Rambam that's talking about it, talk, um, about Mashiach ben David, the Rambam doesn't talk about Mashiach ben Yosef at all. So I wasn't even going to get into that sugya of the bifurcation. You know? Uh, the Vilna Gon speaks a lot about that, yeah. You don't see the Rambam speak a lot about it. The Rambam doesn't, doesn't talk about the difference between the Messiahs. Um, but Trey Meshichin is an old concept. And my rabbi said one of the sources for the concept of the Trey Meshichin is when we pray, we say, and the redeemers, like he uses plural for the redeemers when we pray. Yeah, so my redic. So first of all, so that's the rabbi. The rabbi seems to say that it's like, um, that it's like Rabbi Yochanan, not like Shmuel. But then the rabbi goes on and he says, um, he says, He talks about Olam Haba again. He says, Olam Haba is going to be so amazing. Tarba Adaya, everyone's going to be, it's going to be an ele- elevation of consciousness. Tarba Adaya, Ba'achachma, Ba'emes of truth and wisdom. The world will be filled with knowing God, right? And there will be no war and all this stuff. And it's going to be crazy. At the Olam Haba, Avayi Yimosha Mashiach, he says at the end of nine two. Who are Olam Hazet? Is this world the Olam Kiminhago Holech? Yimosha Mashiach says the Rabbam is Olam Hazet. Is Olam Hazet? Yimosha Mashiach. So according to Rabbi Yochanan, according to Rabbi Yochanan, we would say that Yimosha Mashiach is not even Olam Hazet. Right, Rabbi Yochanan would say that it's not even Olam Hazeh. He says, he says all, this Nabim, all the crazy stuff that the, that, the, uh, that the prophets were talking about. But according to Shmuel, it is Olam Hazeh. And they argue, right? He says, no, it's Olam Hazeh. But the Rabbi was poskening, he's bringing it down, it's Olam Hazeh. Olam Kamin everything's going according to normal. That the Jews will be on top. And again, I don't know if that's, if the, if, uh, that's how I was learning that Gemara of, the, of like, King, like, like that Shibun Malchios is that the Jews will not be like subject and, and like tortured and blah 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 but that th- no one will be subject to Shibun Malchios right? How, how crazy would that be? If the days of Messiah that we're all waiting for the Israeli government is still keeping us inside and telling us not to take mushrooms and smoke weed huh? what, kind of, what kind of days of Messiah is that? What kind of redemption is that? And Zagdur Rabban to finish the wise men, the wise, our sages said, 
Ein bein olam hazeli mozon hashiach elashibur malchus tovad. There's nothing different between the world, this world, and the world to come, except for this oppression of the government. Wait a second. Who said that? Who said that? Not like Shmuel again. Wait, wait. What did he say? He just said, "Kavar amru chagomerdom ain bein olam hazeli mozon hashiach." We look back in the Gemara. What does Shmuel say? It's an exact quote. Wait. It's an exact quote of Shmuel. Did, he, did they say B'Shem Omro in the name of the Rabbi doesn't say things B'Shem Omro. He says, right? The early sages. I love it. Wait a second. Didn't he just, didn't the Rambam just tell us that he's passing like Rabbi Yochanan? Right? Didn't we see that he just said that Amru Chachamim Kohanavim Kulam Lonis Nabu Eli Moshe Mashiach. All of the prophets were not did not do prophecy except for Moshe Mashiach. Aval Haolam Haba Ayin Lo Rasa Elohim Zulazecha, which is a direct quote of Rabbi Yochanan, his interlocutor. How could this be? He's probably he's probably saying gam bagam. How could he possibly be saying gam gam? There's a machlokas in the Gemara. Yeah, the, the whole the whole the whole nature of the Gemara is saying why two things that seemed like a machlokas really weren't a machlokas. I so I, I thought of that mahalik of that approach, except that the Gemara says explicitly upliga adeshmuel that they're arguing. If Rabbi Yochanan, what is this quantum mechanics that an electron could have two two um two locations at one time. How could this be? Can you break, I'm sorry, can you break the kasha down just one more time? Yeah, break the kasha down one more time. So, the Rambam in in 8-7 in the Laws of Repentance, he's, he quotes the exact words of Rabbi Yochanan. And then, the next chapter in 9-2, he quotes the exact words of Rabbi Yochanan's interlocutor, Shmuel. Who he disagrees with. Who he disagrees with. What are the aspects that he quotes, that he's, say, he's saying, he's posting with? What's he saying? Like, he brings down both sides of the machlokas. And he poskins them both. And I think that, like, I think, right? And so we were talking about this in yeshiva, Right? We were talking about this, and we're like, I don't know Peshat, I don't know Peshat, right? We're like, we can't get Peshat in this Rambam. How could the Rambam bring over to? So we're down to Kesef Mishnah, the Kesef Mishnah, and the Kesef Mishnah actually says, he says like this, he says, he says, that's the member of Rabbi Chien and Rabbi Yochanan, the parakramah, he actually quotes, right? He says, there's an argument, He says over here, he says like Rabbi Yochanan, um, right? He's like, but then So, so the Kesef Mishnah, the Mechaber of the Shochan Aruch, Mechaber of the Beis Yosef, the Mechaber of the Kesef Mishnah, right? And Magid Mesharim, he basically learned this, again, he came up with the exact same question that we had. Which is, how could this be? 
How could this be? One more time, just say what Rabbi Yochanan says and what Shimon says. Rabbi Yochanan says that in that that all of the Nevi'im, all of the crazy prophecies, were going talking about Imosa Mashiach. And Shmuel says that the only difference between Yemosha Mashiach and this world is Shibun Malchios, is oppression of government. Okay, so what's the kasha? The kasha is, the kasha is, is that Rabbi Yochanan was saying that um, this world is going to be different than Yemosha Mashiach. Yemosha Mashiach, everything is Yemosha Mashiach. Then they even talk about it, like it's a completely new world. Right. It's going to be in in the days of Messiah. Okay. And Shmuel says, nothing is changing in the days of Messiah except for this one point. Okay, so what I, I, what I would suggest, just on my opinion, yeah. is that the, what's the, why is there a kasha if the Nevi'im, they could see the, during the, the Yemos Mashiach, right? They were able to prophesize during the Yemos Mashiach. According to Rabbi Yochanan, they were talking about Yemos Mashiach. Okay, right. And, and Shmuel only says, he doesn't say they weren't talking about Yemos Mashiach. He just says there's the only difference between Olam Hazeh and Yemos Mashiach is she would So when there's Trias of Mason according to Rabbi Yechanan, because that's what the Nevi'im were talking about, and there's Trias of Mason, and there are people waking up from their grave and going and wiggity walking around, Shmuel's going to be like, oh, no, there's no difference. That's happened in this world. It's a bumba, yo. Well, maybe the Shibud Machias is what's holding us back from being able to reach those spiritual levels, like Harry was saying. So you're saying that the Shibud Machias, ah, oh, so but then, but then, so you're saying that, but that can't, that's not wouldn't be under that wouldn't like Gula Goreret Gula, like Mitzvah Goreret Mitzvah. One thing leads to the next. It doesn't matter. It wouldn't be Yemos Mashiach. Yemos Mashiach. The only difference is, according to Shmuel, there's no Tchias Amesim in Yemos Mashiach. That's for sure. Oh. Okay. And according to Yochanan, there is. Wait, according to Shmuel, is there Tchiyas Amesim at all? Like, uh, according to that, everyone is Tchiyas but that's actually true. And the Ravid, according to Shmuel, Shmuel doesn't mention Tchiyas Amesim, he's just saying this. I'm using Tchiyas Amesim as an example. But I that's fascinating okay. that the Ravid, the Ravid over here, when the Rambam says that there's no guf, he says, Amar Avram, right? The Ravid, Amar Avram, Amar Avram. Says, Divra is a zebe in I crovin with me, Shomer ain't Tchias Amesim. The Kufos, El Shoshlet. The Ravid says, The Rambam, where's the Rambam talking about the Tchias Amesim? Right? It, it seems like the Rambam, but the fact that the Rambam positive, like, the Rambam doesn't even mention Tchias Amesim. Tchias Amesim is a question according to the Rambam. What's, what, what is, what is, when is there Tchias Amesim? What is the point of Tchias Amesim? If Olam Haba, if the world to come is a world of, of, of neshamos, of souls, then what is Tchias Amesim according to the Rambam? What point does it serve? And that's what the Rav is saying. Like, yo, like, what's going on? Is there an idea of coming back from the death? Now, um, now I have an important question for uh, Hosam Zaki. Mm-hmm. Um, is there is is there an idea of tchias amesim in Islam? Do you know? Can you explain it first? Oh yeah, good point. What You're it? like, what's tchias? Uh, coming back from the dead. Yeah, there is. There is. Yeah, resurrection. Nice. So we gotta we gotta figure that out also because I noticed also, the messianic Rambam... figure in Islam, uh, Messiah. What the, the Imam Mahadi is the uh, the final Messiah, I believe, for Islam. 
Nice. No, no, he's he's not the the messiah. He's just uh, I don't know there for administrative purposes. I have no idea why, but the messiah is someone different in Islam. Oh, okay. His name is Hos- he's like he's the guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did, but like because another thing I was thinking about about Islam is that the, according to the Rambam, there's an Olam Haba. There's not going to be eating. There's not going to be drinking, and there's not going to be uh, copulating intercourse. But so I read. He's what? a Buddhist. He's a Buddhist, basically. He's not a Buddhist in this world. He's a Buddhist in the Olam Haba. Um, but if you say it's the same, but didn't you just say uh, a quote right now that there's no difference between oh, this and the other words? That's so, exactly the contradiction. Because later on, he why does is it a that. contradiction, though? Why is it a contradiction? If we just go two back, opinions. one opinion says this world is going is exactly the same as the days of Messiah. Except the only difference is the oppression of the government. And then, but, but before that, the rabbi says that, yo, in the world to come, in the world to come, in the but world maybe, to come. Maybe there's a distinction between the physicality of things and, this, and the, how you perceive things. You know how there's an idea of heaven and hell, be, hell being that you, you're, you, not, you being in heaven, but not being able to see it kind of thing. So there's a clear distinction between the physicality of things and you mean like after a person dies like where he goes something like that or that's even that's a just... great kasha that's a great question because the rabbam doesn't talk about that at all over here and as far as i know like where's the rabbam the rabbam doesn't mention that world right the rabbam just says that there's going to be this world then there's going to be the days of messiah which he seems to not know who, who he, how it's going to be. He doesn't say how, how he thinks it's going to be. And then he says there's going to be an Olam Haba world to come where there are going to be the souls. Wait a second, though. What about all the people that die in this world before the world to come, before the days of Messiah? Where are they shelling? Where are they chilling? Where are they? He means resurrected souls or he means just people with higher consciousness? People with elevated spirituality? Um, people with elevated spirituality... Um, no, it's a, a resurrection, and and the Rambam doesn't mention resurrection over here, and the Rambam doesn't mention what happens when a person dies. So if he doesn't mention resurrection, why are you assuming then? Then when they say the world of souls, he means literally souls. Because he says that he says ein bo guf nefashot. There's not, there's no body, there's no physicality, there's no form, just souls. It's abstract intellect over here. Yeah, maybe it's maybe that's what it is. It's an exaggerated uh, literature kind of thing that people don't care about the physicality of things and just you know what I mean when you're you've done films before. It's not what the rabbi is saying. Also, when you dream, when you dream, you know, there's no body, right? But you have a body. But when you're dreaming, there is no body. It's not a contradiction. It's not even when you're on shrooms, dude. <laughs> you don't well, that, have body. That's uh, an know? example. Yeah, you. You. Someone will describe it. I left my. I'm not. I wasn't here. Exactly. There was, there was no me. That. That'll be something very common for people to report after a psychedelic experience. Death right. of ego. Death of body. Just whatever. Nice. A soul kind of thing, you know. Yeah. So what, just one more question about, um, about this whole concept in Islam. And it's, again, it's such, a, it's such an honor that we have uh, Hossam with us. Yes, one question. Cool. Oh, that I, Thanks for letting me in. Oh, for sure, bro. For sure, bro. One question that I had is, 
Like we know, everyone knows. I don't have, I don't, I don't have a raya. I don't have a core for this. I don't know like where this comes from, like what the source is. But we know that like um, that like certain Muslims are promised seventy-two virgins in the world to come. So like, wait a second. Like how do how do how does Islam understand the world to come? If there are virgins, and if there are like, so there is definitely sex up there. Maybe you can't have sex with them. Maybe they're just there are like so many contradictions. Them. So the thing well, about the thing about Islam is there is no central body of authority. You know, a body of knowledge that's kept. Different people have different pockets of schools of thoughts, and they, like, you know what I mean. Some people believe in the seventy-two virgin thing. Some people don't. They'll tell uh, you. Oh, no, Do you, you know the source? Do you know like the hadith or something uh, that no. like says it? No. Right. Off the top of my head. We'll, we'll figure that out. It's an interesting. It's interesting, uh, so yeah, um, and we gotta we gotta think about that also. Um, how it works in Islam, how how it works because like, you know, like the the world to come. We're gonna see right now another. So we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. I didn't do any research on Islam because I didn't even know where to start. But now that like I'm now like we're learning with Hosam, like yo, Taka, I got a kasha. Like it's like it's a question, you know. But we'll take a look at another another Jewish guy. The first guy was Ramban, Maimonides. This guy is Ramban, Nachmanides. Have you ever heard of him? Nachmanides, no. Yeah, Nachmanides. Let me Google him. Oh, Google, Google that guy. He's, he's amazing, Nachmanides. And so the Ramban is brought down by the parish, right? Now, Harry, Rabbi Harry definitely knows the Ramban, you know? Everyone knows the Ramban. The ban. Right? Rabbi Wilson used to say, it's the Ramban and the Ban. Right? It's a lot it's a source of a lot of contention in Yeshivish world. Like, yo, did you say Rambam or did you say Ramban? Ramban. So the way you say it is you have the Rambam, you put the accent on the first syllable, then you have the Ramban. You put the accent on the second syllable. Anyways, there's this unknown ex parish that's brought in Yoshuva, and he actually brings down the words of the Ramban, and I brought it on your source sheet. Um, if you guys want to see it, it just says Parish. It says Parish to the thing. I think. Yeah. It's a long story sheet. Stupid Safari. Not after you, but I love Safari. But I can't wait till they get a little bit better. Um, so the Ramban says in the parish, which I definitely brought, but it might have gotten erased because this program is crazy. Found it. Just kidding. This program shows everyone working with it. My sister, my sister works for this website. That's why, like, I know inside information. And that's why also, like, I like, yo, you got to fix it. (laughs) Like, come on, Tali. I know you're watching. (laughs) No, Safari is, like, the greatest thing ever. Yeah. By the way, if they are watching, I have some ideas for them also, how they could make it even crazier. So I'll just throw that out there. Oh, yeah. So I have the ideas. They send this to Tali. The Safariya should have uh, features where a, a, a content creator can turn things into a course. So like they're so close to already doing it. Like When you have a source sheet in Safariya, you could add PDFs, you could add videos, you could type your own content. They should make you organize it into like course format, like 10 modules, you move through the course, and then they can allow you to even sell that course or monetize that course to give Jewish educators, you know, uh, some type of access to Parnassa through their wisdom and content, through coursifying it. Coursifying. Coursify. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the parish of the Ramban and Taliyarzin and Safaria, we love you very much. We use you every day. Um, and we can't wait to see what you got in store for us. All right. So he goes to the Ramban in Shagmur. He says, in a bunch of places, right? The Ramban says, listen, there are a bunch of places that um, he says, He's like, first of all, coming right into it. He's like, first of all, Olam Haba is the place where you get like the, the schar. You know what schar is? Reward. reward. Yeah, the reward of, uh, of, of the world to come when after God is Mechaya uh, Mason brings back uh, the dead, right? The Eino Olam Anishamos. And it's not the world of the Nishamos, like who says? Who says that it's the, the, world, of, the world of the soul? Olam Haba is the world of the soul. There's not going to be any eating, any drinking. What does that mean, the world the of Rambam. the soul? Meaning like an absolute abstract world of just intelligences just like floating around like, uh, like, um, like uh, Fart from Rick and Morty. <laughs> but that's the, that's the literal aspect of it. What's the metaphorical aspect of it? Does it mean just a world of heightened awareness where you don't need the physical pleasures of physicality of things? Yeah, according to the Rambam, that's what it is. According to the Rambam, people are just, the, the righteous are just sitting there and learning and like they don't need to eat, no to drink, don't need to have sex, don't need to like get angry, like nothing. Like they're just, right? Awakened kind of thing. What? Awakened, like being on shrooms, basically. It, it seems like yeah. they're like kind of basking in like this divine light. Yeah, the Ziva Shina. Like, which is bringing them this, the light that we can't comprehend or something. Yeah, like, I don't know. but that, that's, what the, that's what the Rambam says. The Ramban says, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? That's the time where people come back to life and they're chilling in it. He says, no, the, the world to come is called Gan Eden. Another thing that the Rambam doesn't talk about. The Garden of Eden, you know? We're like, they were on like a higher level of sorts, right? Like what the Rabbah says, he says like, they were like, they were like Malachi, they were like Malachi Ashari, the Rabbah says, they become like, like, um, they don't need to eat, they don't need to drink, they become like, uh, they become like angels. So coming back to life, coming back to life, is it, again, I'm going to keep harking on the whole physicality versus metaphorical aspect of things. Does it mean that people are just being elevated to a higher consciousness and that's basically coming to life? Um, well, or is it literally zombies, zombie land? We always got to, we always got to like be clear. We're talking about the Rambam. We're talking about the Ramban or we're talking about Rabbi Yochanan. We're talking about Shmuel, right? Rambam. Right. So in, in, in the, in the Rambam, the way that the Rambam talks about it is that in, in Yemosa Mashiach, in Yemosa Mashiach, he brings down, he kind of contradicts himself in the days of Messiah. But in the world to come, the Rambam clearly says that there's going to be no corporality. And he brings that from Rabbi Yochanan, who says that I in I didn't even see such a possibility. Right? Now, the Ramban the Ramban, he says that God's gonna bring it gonna is gonna bring it back after the days of Messiah and after Tchiyas Amazin, after they're 
the people are brought back, then they'll go into an Olam Haba, an Olam Haba, I think with their bodies though, right? It starts with, with Oren Basar, it starts with their things. And he says, he says, um, well, let's look at, uh, let's look at Adam for a second. Yeah. Because when Adam and Eve first came into the reality, sorry about lacking the exact source, but we are, we are taught that they were like translucent. They didn't have like skin. They were like oh. in the, in the world of soul. And then after the sin, they got skinned in this body. Right. They, 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 they got, they got ketones or, right. And they were like, they were like beings of light. And then they, they like had a, had a, they went down. And so the whole idea of Gan Eden is also like, is also apropos here. Um, so the, Ram, the Ramban says something Kabbalistic over here, which I just wanted to uh, gloss over, that he says that in the world to come, in, in this world, the, uh, the harp had seven strings. In the days of the Messiah, they will have eight strings. And in the world eight to come, more. they will have 10 strings. And the Ramban actually says, he says the reason that it's represented by music, and he brings the word musica down. He brings the word in with, with the chukchik. He says the word musica. See this? Musica. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Ain't musica. So he says that, like, he talks about the spheros, right? That, that in this world we, have, we can get to seven spheros. And then in the days of Messiah, we'll get that eighth sphere. We'll get that eighth sphere of, right? The world is having this, ev- this, ev- this elevation. And then in the tenth, in, in the days of in the world to come, we'll have all ten, and so we see that it's not like it's like a, it's a process. Even from this world to the next world, to sorry, from this world to the days of Messiah to the next world, it's a process. What's right? Spheros? What? What's Spheros? Spheros is a Kabbalistic concept. The uh, oh, Sephirot. Sephirot, yeah, exactly. Okay. Right, that's why I said it because I'm like, yo, we've spoken about this concept before. You you mentioned it to me. Um, so he's talking about it. And so according to the Ramban, the Ramban, we see a clear, a clear, you know, progression. Like where everything is, 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 is on this timeline, right? You got seven. Oh, we get a little bit higher. We have another elevation. Then we have eight. And then we get a little higher. We have 10. What's happening with nine? What's in the middle? I don't know. Maybe, it, I don't know. But the Ramban says that the Muslim Mashiach, we're going to have Svira Shminit. And then Olam Haba, we have that. But he says, The Ramban says, oh, the world to come also, we're going to have bodies and we're going to have music and we're going to have harps. It's after, it's after people wake up, you know? After... Um, hedonism. Hedonism. Well, hedonism. Is it hedonism? Why do you think it's hedonism? Um, elevated spirits. You don't need anything other than music. Basically, good time, world peace. Right. Well, hedonism hedonism connotes like a very, very physical good time. Does it though? I think that's how I always understood it. I'll tell you my eye. I'll tell you my proof from hedonism bot and Futurama. Mm. <laughs> hedonism bot. <laughs> At the end of the days, when they're all going to be destroyed, he's like sitting there with like a girl and like uh, grapes, and he's like, oh, "I regret nothing." Uh-huh. I always thought hedonism was just like eating, eating grapes and like chilling with girls. Um, so neo hedonism, spiritual peace, spiritual pleasure. What's it called? 
Neo-hedonism. Neo-hedonism or, or spiritual. I, I mean, I believe hedonism is, hedonism is physical. We've got to see the etymology of that word. Um, Why music? Why music? What's the importance of music? Because music is the most spiritual type of pleasure. Okay. Fathomable because there's, like, you're getting pleasure, but like from what? You yeah. know? And music, yeah. has a big, music has a big point in, uh, in Judaism, in the Torah, in getting prophecy. The way that Elisha used to get prophecy, Elisha was the, uh, taught, was the student of Elijah. And he was like, yo, I need prophecy, but like, I can't get it. He's like, yo, bring me some, bring me the 10-piece band. And he like plugged in his uh, iPod, his iPod. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, now I'm getting prophecy. And we will talk about prophecy, actually. <clears throat> Interestingly enough, Interestingly enough, the connection between music over here and music and prophecy is interesting. I wanted to bring over that Gemara, though, that the Rambam used as a proof to his point. Remember the Gemara that the Rambam used as a proof? That Gemara in, in, uh, in, 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 in Brachos and Davyud Zayin? Are you guys looking at the source sheet or is it like way too like... like no, no, I've been looking at it. I'm looking at it? So you see the Rambam in Brachos? And Yudzayin? So the Rabbi says, the Rabbi says, Margala, Margala Bipume de Rav. There was a gem uh, in, his, in the mouth of Rav, who happened to be um, Shmuel's famous interlocutor. And he's like, yo, Olam Haza is not like Olam Haba. In Olam Haba, there's not going to be any eating not going to be any drinking, not going to be any sex, not going to be any other, other other stuff. Just the righteous will sit and they will have, um, they will have like crowns on their head and they will enjoy the Ziva Shechina. The Rabbam says, look, there's no eating, no drinking. We see that the world to come is different, right? We see that like the world, Olam Haba, we see the world to come is different. Right? What's the crown aspect of it? Why crown? Oh, amazing question. What's the crown aspect? And if there's a head, you know what I'm saying? There's no corporality. There's no physicality. If there's a head. So it's just a metaphor being no physicality. So the Rambam is going to have to learn that it's a metaphor, right? The Rambam is going to have to say, and and not only that, but the Rambam, who doesn't always explain himself, over here he explains himself. If you see in uh, in 8.2, the Rabbi says, That is, they say that their crowns are on their head. It's as if to say, Knowledge that they will know. That that will be what gets them to the next world, to the world to come, is with them. That's the Hatara. And he says, just like we say, Simchas Olam Al Rosham, and he brings another puzzle that the the happiness of the world is on their head. He's like, it's not actually physically on their head. You can't wear simcha. You can't wear happiness. So it must be that it's like a, it's like, it's like a mindset. So a says, mental state. A mental state, exactly. But that's what, that's, so that's what we see. We see here just something so beautiful. We see how the Rambam looks at this Gemara. And he's like, look, there's no eating, no drinking. We see that the world to come is not going to be like this world at all. We see that the world to come is going to be a completely different entity. It's going to be the world of the souls. 
But then the Ramban is looking at this Gemara and saying, it says there's a head. You know? Yeah. So the Ram, yeah, so we, so, so we see that how the two different rabbis learned this Gemara and it affected how they in- interpret what the world to come is. The, the, but now the Ramban has to answer up for what are you saying that there's no eating and no drinking, right? If there's no eating and no drinking, so it sounds like the Rambam is correct, right? Does the does the crown uh, refer to the kauter, and, and the the does the crown refer to one of the sephirots in Kabbalah, Sefiro, the kauter, uh, keser, which is uh, the ultimate sphere, which is also crown, which is corona. I'm not getting into the Tzushel with Corona, but yeah, maybe it talks about the highest elevation of consciousness, which would make sense if you have all 10 spheros and you're going to have the crown on your head, right? If you have all 10. The Ramban, but how is the Ramban going to answer for our Gemara? Before we move on to how the Ramban is going to answer for our Gemara, I want to just make sure that everyone's like, that we're all on the same page. I'm with you. You're with me? We saw a Gemara in Sanhedrin. We saw that there's a machlokas. We saw the way the Rambam learned. We saw the way the Ramban learned, right? We saw that there was an issue with the Rambam. He seems to he seems to in like two sides of the of the. He seems to be trying to have his cake and eat it too. Over here. But um, we see that we saw the Rambam <laughs> and how he learned about Olam Haba, about the world to come. That the world to come is a non-corporeal world. And we saw that the Ramban says that it is the corporeal world after the, re- the resurrection of the dead. We saw that the Ramban doesn't even mention the resurrection of the dead. We see that the Ramban does. And we saw this Gemara in Brachos where maybe the entire Machlokas, where the entire Machlokas actually comes from. Because it says, right, that there's not going to be eating. And so the Rambam says, oh, it's not going to be eating. You see that's incorporeal. But it says that they're wearing, they're wearing crowns. And if there's a head, so it sounds like there is a body, right? So now this Gemara in Brachos, we're gonna have to see how we we're gonna we we we're gonna see how the Rambam answers for the head question, and how the Ramban is gonna have to answer for the Achila and the Shtia question, right? Because there's no eating and drinking. Wait a second, if it's gonna be like this world, or if there's gonna be corporality, then how is there no eating and drinking? Interjection. You're recording this, right? Because I have to, I have to head out in five minutes because it's still four p.m. here. I have work to do, but but I want to listen in, so keep recording it. Oh, for sure, bro. Thanks for coming. Five uh, minutes. I won't end abruptly. Oh, nice. (laughs) So quick to get just to answer up this question: the Ramban is going to understand that when it says that there's no eating and no drinking, you can say, yeah, there's no eating and no drinking. We still physical body. What? How could that possibly be? It says, that's how Moshe Rabbeinu was. That's how Mo, Musa, Moshe, um, when he took the Jews out of Egypt, brought us down the Torah, he was up on that mountain for 40 days, 40 nights, not eating, not drinking. Says the Ramban, there's a possibility for us, even in this physical world, to get to like, to get to like a level yeah. of like, where we don't need the physical stuff. That's the significance of Ramadan. Yo! And what is Tushkel? So in Ramadan, yeah. you don't eat, you don't, uh, you fast basically to to cut the external and just focus on the internal, which is a spiritual realm. Yeah. To, to access a spiritual realm. 
basic, which is the same in Buddhism too. You don't eat, you fasting. Fasting is a tool to access that without psychedelics, you know? Right. Interesting. Interesting. So like, yeah. So, so we see that also in Islam, there's this idea of like, of like that you can elevate by taking yourself out of the physical world a little bit. Transcend, but, transcend the physicality of right, but they by, do eat at night. You guys do eat at night, right? Yeah, but from the sun right. sunrise to sundown. So, so it's like it's like a, it's like a remembrance to what like hopefully will be one day maybe that like one day because according to the world to come according to the Ramb the 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 Rambam the Ramban, which the Ramban sounds more like the Islam than the Rambam because the Rambam says it's just souls. If it's just souls, then what are you doing to do with virgins? You know. The worst yeah, thing to have is 72, 72 <laughs> girls and uh, just putting in to talk to them. Talk to them. <laughs> yeah, friend zone. Friend zone. Your friends? You get exactly. a friend zone. But the Ramban's but the Ramban like, yo, you still have your body. The, but the Ramban says, but still, there's not going to be eating, drinking. And he's like, even though they still have the body, they're still going to be eating and drinking and sex. But according to the Ramban, what's the point of having a body? Right? What's the point of the resurrection of the dead? They, they bring the body back for like a second round and it's going to be on a higher level of consciousness and it's not going to need to eat or drink or copulate. Yeah, but what's the point then? What's the point? I don't know. These are good questions. What's the point of it? What's the point of resurrection then? I don't know. Well, the, the Maimonides doesn't even mention resurrection over here. In the, Unless you know, resurrection is not resurrection, as in zombie land, like we're imagining it. No, I mean, I never imagined it as zombies. I, mean, I just imagined it as like, you know, like people come back, they get their bodies back, they can like eat, drink, and have sex again. But the, the Gemara Brachla says, no, no, there's not going to be eating, not going to be drinking, not going to be sex. Um, and so the question is, well, what's the point of it? But the Rambam says we're not going to desire relations with women in the future. Yeah, the Rambam is saying that from this not just the future, it's an Olam Haba. Right. It's in a specific time in the future. future. In Yemoza Mashiach, though, it sounds like the Rambam is positing that in Yemoza Mashiach, though, like the only, the only difference is, is, um, the only difference is, um, Olam, is, is that they're not going to be Shibu and Malchios. Right? Now, there are two ways that I could take this sheer now. How much, how, how long has this been so far? Where are we um, holding? Because I could make an interesting point. Is it an hour? Okay. So I could make an interesting point right now. I'm going to make a very interesting point and we're going to go back to the Rambam. Just real quick. Is that, you know what? This is going to be part one. There's going to be a part two to this, this sugya. I wanted to maybe shell to another group talking about prophecy, right? And the way that the Rambam and the Ramban understand prophecy seems to be Lishitasam. I brought it over here when you're talking about, talking about when Avraham had Nevuah and the way that they described the Nevuah of Avraham with the three, with the three servants, right? Or the three, the three men who turned out to be angels. The Rambam says, no, it was just Nevuah. I didn't see any of it. And the Ramban's like, no, like, there's an idea that like, they're coming into the physicality. He calls it, calls it Malbush. That in prophecy, that these angels were actually manifested as humans. And so if that's the case, that Olam Haba, we're going to be humans, which is not going to have to eat. 
I mean, no, the Malachim didn't have to eat. They were just making themselves look like they were eating according to the Rambam, according to the Ramban. So that could be a Zel Bazach, right? It could be it could be a Zel Bazach, an identical thing. That the way that they understand Navua, when the Rambam understands Navua as this completely intellectual thing, the physicality is not there, and nothing happened. No one ate any any matzahs, and no one actually left. Sarah didn't laugh, you know, and. They didn't go to Sodom. It was all in Navua. None of this actually happened. The Rabban's like, yo. So you say, the Rabban's the Rabban's question is, oh, so the Anshe Sodom, the people in Sodom, those people were having Navua? Like, or the whole thing was having Abraham's thing? But that's the Machlokas by Navua. And so I think I just think as a tangential point that this Machlokas of the end of days might come back and be um, according to their reasoning, Lishitasam. By Nevoah. Right? And the way that, the level that the human beings will be in Olam Haba are like Malachim in the sense, and they're like Malachim according to the Rambam, and like they're like Malachim according to the Ramban. Right? The Rambam says they're like Malachim completely with no physicality, corporality. And the Ramban says they're like Malachim manifested in this world. The way that they see Olam Haba is that we're going to be like Malachim. What's the argument? Vases does a Malach in this world. The Rambam says it's just something, some spiritual thing. There's no actual, there's no actual physicality to this whatsoever. The Ramban says, no, it was a Malbish. It was, they were Malbushed into it. Right? And so there is physicality. Of, there's a, just an idea of someone on a level, of, a level like, of physicality in this world. He doesn't, doesn't need to drink. So it's Lishi Tasam, the exact same way that they understand the sukya of the worlds to come is how they understand prophecy. And it works perfectly according to both the Rambam and the Ramban. Um, we're not going to get too much into that right now. I just uh, wanted to bring it up. I think uh, Harry's frozen. No, I'm with you. Oh, you're with me? I have to do a quick mission down here. Oh, quick mish. All right. All right, man. I'm I'm going to have to head out. Okay, cool. Thanks um, for the invite, yeah? Yeah, dude, this was, uh, this was great. Mr. Zaki, I, I would love to be doing this more often. This is some of the greatest topics humans could be discussing. And having you in the room as that, like, you know, wisdom wise from another culture coming in, it's just amazing. It really is. Yeah. You know what, I appreciate gonna, it too, man. I appreciate it. Yo, Zaki, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this up in one minute. That in the end, the the, the 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 last book of this, the last chapter, the Rambam talks about Yemosim Mashiach, and he quotes Shmuel again, right? And he and he says that everyone can go back. Okay, bye. He quotes Shmuel again, and um, he says Kedusha Yisku. So maybe maybe the Rambam held like Shmuel in. In all in in the days of Messiah and like Rabbi Yochanan, in the days of the thing, it, I don't know. Are we live share? We're gonna live share on the sheet of the Rambam. But we saw the Rambam. We saw Emanis. We saw Nachmanis. We saw the Ravid. We saw a lot of things. Shkayach, everybody, for coming. Can we do another session, like going into like the Arizal and what he says and stuff? Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about Kabbalah. We have. There are more topics that I would love to... Uh, this is like part one of many parts. Yeah, because I also want to get into animal sacrifices and the difference between the Rambam and the Ramban. But not okay, for now. Uh, sign me up. All right, we'll do another one. Yo, shkayach, everybody. Much love.
You're an all-star. Thanks. Likewise, man. Yo, Thanks. peace out. I'll see you guys soon. You've just finished listening to another wonderful episode of the Gorilla Cast, brought to you in part by Yeshiva's Gorilla Shul. To learn more about the Yeshiva or to hear more Torahs from Shmuel, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on social media, and visit our website at www.yeshivasgorillashul.com.